This episode is brought to you by IVP. I'm author and spiritual director Sheila Wise Rowe. Have you ever wished you could find books that will empower you, heal you, and help you to become the person God has intended you to be? Keep listening to find out more about resources that I've written especially for Black readers. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Listening to Get in the Word with Truth's Table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your Word. Old Testament reading, 1 Kings chapter 2, verses 13 through 46. Haggith's son, Adonijah, visited Bathsheba, Solomon's mother. She asked, Do you come in peace? He answered, Yes. He added, I have something to say to you. She replied, Speak. He said, You know that the kingdom was mine, and all Israel considered me king. But then the kingdom was given to my brother, for the Lord decided it should be his. Now I'd like to ask you for just one thing. Please don't refuse me. She said, Go ahead and ask. He said, Please ask King Solomon if he would give me Abishag, the Shunammite, as a wife, for he won't refuse you. Bathsheba replied, That's fine. I'll speak to the king on your behalf. So Bathsheba visited King Solomon to speak to him on Adonijah's behalf. The king got up to greet her, bowed to her, and then sat on his throne. He ordered a throne to be brought for the king's mother, and she sat at his right hand. She said, I would like to ask you for just one small favor. Please don't refuse me. He said, Go ahead and ask my mother, for I would not refuse you. She said, Allow Abishag, the Shunammite, to be given to your brother, Adonijah, as a wife. King Solomon answered his mother, Why just request Abishag the Shunammite for him? Since he is my older brother, you should also request the kingdom for him, for Abathar the priest, and for Joab, son of Zariah. King Solomon then swore an oath by the Lord, May God judge me severely if Adonijah does not pay for this request with his life. Now, as certainly as the Lord lives, he who made me secure allowed me to sit on my father David's throne and establish a dynasty for me, as he promised. Adonijah will be executed today. King Solomon then sent Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and he killed Adonijah. 
The king then told Abathar, the priest, Go back to your property, and Anathoth, you deserve to die. But today I will not kill you, because you did carry the ark of the sovereign Lord before my father David, and you suffered with my father through all his difficult times. Solomon removed Abathar from being a priest for the Lord, fulfilling the Lord's message that he had pronounced against the family of Eli in Shiloh. When the news reached Joab, for Joab had supported Adonijah, although he had not supported Absalom, he ran to the tent of the Lord and grabbed hold of the horns of the altar. When King Solomon heard that Joab had run to the tent of the Lord and was right there beside the altar, he ordered Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, go strike him down. When Benaiah arrived at the tent of the Lord, he said to him, the king says, come out. But he replied, no, I will die here. So Benaiah sent word to the king and reported Joab's reply. The king told him, Do as he said, strike him down and bury him. Take away from me and from my father's family the guilt of Joab's murderous, bloody deeds. May the Lord punish him for the blood he shed. Behind my father David's back, he struck down and murdered with the sword two men who were more innocent and morally upright than he, Abner, son of Nair, commander of Israel's army, and Amasa, son of Jether, commander of Judah's army. May Joab and his descendants be perpetually guilty of their shed blood. But may the Lord give perpetual peace to David, his descendants, his family, and his dynasty. So Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, went up and executed Joab. He was buried at his home in the wilderness. The king appointed Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, to take his place at the head of the army. And the king appointed Zadok, the priest, to take Abathar's place. Next the king summoned Shimei and told him, Build yourself a house in Jerusalem and live there, but you may not leave there to go anywhere. If you ever do leave and cross the Kidron Valley, know for sure that you will certainly die. You will be responsible for your own death. Shimei said to the king, My master, the king's proposal is acceptable. Your servant will do as you say. So Shimei lived in Jerusalem for a long time. Three years later, two of Shimei's servants ran away to King Achish, son of Mecca, of Gath. Shimei was told, Look, your servants are in Gath. So Shimei got up, saddled his donkey, and went down to Achish at Gath to find his servants. Shimei went and brought back his servants from Gath. When Solomon was told that Shimei had gone from Jerusalem to Gath and had then returned, the king summoned Shimei and said to him, You will recall that I made you take an oath by the Lord, and I solemnly warned you, if you ever leave and go anywhere, know for sure that you will certainly die. You said to me the proposal is acceptable. I agree to it. Why then have you broken the oath you made before the Lord and disobeyed the order I gave you? Then the king said to Shimei, You are well aware of the way you mistreated my father David. The Lord will punish you for what you did. But King Solomon will be empowered, and David's dynasty will endure permanently before the Lord. The king then gave the order to Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, who went and executed Shimei. So Solomon took firm control of the kingdom. Song of Solomon Chapter 5, verse 2 through chapter 6. 
The Trials of Love The Beloved's Dream of Losing Her Lover The Beloved About Her Lover I was asleep, but my mind was dreaming. Listen, my lover is knocking at the door. The Lover to His Beloved Open for me, my sister, my darling, my dove, my flawless one. My head is drenched with dew, my hair with the dampness of the night. The Beloved to Her Lover I have already taken off my robe. Must I put it on again? I have already washed my feet. Must I soil them again? My lover thrust his hand through the hole, and my feelings were stirred for him. I arose to open for my beloved. My hands dripped with myrrh. My fingers flowed with myrrh on the handles of the lock. I opened for my beloved, but my lover had already turned and gone away. I fell into despair when he departed. I looked for him but did not find him. I called him but he did not answer me. The watchmen found me as they made their rounds in the city. They beat me. They bruised me. They took away my cloak. Those watchmen on the walls. The triumph of love. The beloved praises her lover. The beloved to the maidens. I admonish you, O maidens of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, what will you tell him? Tell him that I am lovesick. The Maidens to the Beloved Why is your beloved better than others, O most beautiful of women? Why is your beloved better than others, that you would admonish us in this manner? The Beloved to the Maidens My beloved is dazzling and ruddy. He stands out in comparison to all other men. His head is like the purest gold. His hair is curly, black like a raven. His eyes are like doves by streams of water washed in milk, mounted like jewels. His cheeks are like garden beds full of balsam trees, yielding perfume. His lips are like lilies, dripping with drops of myrrh. His arms are like rods of gold, set with chrysolite. His abdomen is like polished ivory, inlaid with sapphires. His legs are like pillars of marble, set on the bases of pure gold. His appearance is like Lebanon, choice as its cedars. His mouth is very sweet. He is totally desirable. This is my beloved. This is my companion, O maidens of Jerusalem. Chapter 6 The Lost Lover Found The Maidens to the Beloved Where has your beloved gone, O most beautiful among women? Where has your beloved turned? Tell us, that we may seek him with you. The Beloved to the Maidens my beloved has gone down to his garden, to the flower beds of balsam spices, to graze in the gardens, to gather lilies. Poetic refrain, mutual possession, the beloved about her lover. I am my lover's and my lover is mine. He grazes among the lilies, the renewal of love, the lover to his beloved. My darling, you are as beautiful as Tirzah, as lovely as Jerusalem, as awe-inspiring as bannered armies. Turn your eyes away from me. They overwhelm me. Your hair is like a flock of goats, descending from Mount Gilead. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep, coming up from the washing. Each has its twin. Not one of them is missing. Like a slice of pomegranate is your forehead behind your veil. There may be sixty queens and eighty concubines and young women without number, but she is unique my dove, my perfect one. She is the special daughter of her mother. She is the favorite of the one who bore her. 
the maiden saw her and complimented her. The queens and concubines praised her. Who is this that appears like the dawn, beautiful as the moon, bright as the sun, awe-inspiring as the stars in procession? The return to the vineyards, the lover to his beloved. I went down to the orchard of walnut trees to look for the blossoms of the valley to see if the vines had budded or if the pomegranates were in bloom. I was beside myself with joy. There, please, give me your myrrh, O daughter of my princely people. The love song and dance, the lover to his beloved. Turn, turn, O perfect one, turn, turn, that I may stare at you, the beloved to her lover. Why do you gaze upon the perfect one like the dance of the Mahanae? New Testament reading, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 17. Chapter 1, Salutation, from Paul, called to be an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, and Sothenaces, our brother, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus and called to be saints, with all those in every place who call on the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, their Lord and ours. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Thanksgiving. I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God that was given to you in Christ Jesus. For you were made rich in every way in Him, in all your speech, and in every kind of knowledge. Just as the testimony about Christ has been confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you will be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Divisions in the church. I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to agree together to end your divisions and to be united by the same mind and purpose. For the members of Chloe's household, have made it clear to me, my brothers and sisters, that there are quarrels among you. Now I mean this, that each of you is saying, I am with Paul, or I am with Apollos, or I am with Cephas, or I am with Christ. Is Christ divided? Paul wasn't crucified for you, was he? Or were you in fact baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so that no one can say that you were baptized in my name. I also baptize the household of Stephanus. Otherwise, I do not remember whether I baptize anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. And not with clever speech, so that the cross of Christ would not become useless. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and righteous and holy God, we thank you again for your word. We thank you for the ways in which your word sometimes surprises us, it sobers us, it intrigues us, O Lord. We thank you, O God, for the narratives that we can read about about your redemptive history through the Old Testament passage like in 1 Kings chapter 2. We thank you, O God, that despite the haughtiness of man and the broken promises of people, your covenant remains. 
We thank you, O God, that you are a covenant-keeping God. You uphold your very covenant. And where we fail and make promises that we do not deliver on, and where we are hasty with our words, O God, your words are secure. And not one piece of your word, not one element of your word, will ever fade away. Your love and your word will stand forever and ever. We thank you, O God, for the song of songs and this beautiful, poetic, romantic imagery, O God. And it reminds us of the many delights that you bring to your people, those in romantic relationships, O God. This imagery, this beauty. And so often, O Lord, we don't get to see in our culture the ways in which men and women can honor each other in their beauty and delighting each other. But these words are a poetic reminder of something that you have granted as a gift. This romantic relationship, this story, this narrative. Oh God, I am struck by the ways in which the woman is described by the man. Language that uses words of strength and dignity and not only beauty. Let this be a reminder, O oh God, to push back on words of misogyny and dehumanization and exploitation, O oh God. We thank you for the beauty of romance and the gift of romance. And we pray, O oh Lord, right now for those who are longing for marital partnership. We pray, O oh God, that you would bless them, that you would bless them with a beautiful and enriching and, dare I say, romantic and loving marriage, O oh God. You are a God who gives good gifts. And would you bestow this gift on the listener who is longing for that type of relationship, O oh God? We thank you, O oh Lord, that you are our God and you are at work and that you are a covenant-keeping God and you give good gifts. And we thank you for this reminder, O oh Lord, that we must be unified, unified over your ways and over your will, not over our own, our own ways and our own agenda, O oh God, but unified over your ways, your will, your word, your ethics, O oh God. Thank you for this reminder to all of us who have esteemed preachers and leaders who may very well indeed be men and women after your own heart, but they are not you. Let us not make idols out of people, O oh God. Let us be mindful that you are God and God alone. And just like our brothers and sisters of the past who found themselves saying things like, I am with Paul or I am with Apollos or I am with Cephas, let us all say together that I am with Christ. We give you thanks for your servants of the gospel, but let us never forget that you are the God of the gospel and that our allegiance and focus must always be on you. It is in Christ's name that we pray and we entrust ourselves. Amen. Hi, I'm Sheila Wise-Rowe. My two books, Healing Racial Trauma and Young, Gifted, and Black, serve readers who may need to process hurt and pain or those who undervalue their God-given worth. I also write to those who want to better love and encourage them. In my books, you will encounter the stories of Black women and men who've been on a life-changing journey of self-discovery and spiritual growth. It's my prayer that you too will meet God in real and unforgettable ways. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off and free U.S. shipping on these books. Visit ivypress.com and use the promo code of the word. Again, that's T-H-E-W-O-R-D. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers. Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag TruthsTable. Saints, whatever is honorable, 
whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee.